Alright, welcome guys to the MMOs.com podcast. Episode 163 here. Altai, joined this week by... Omer. Alright. Nice quick intro. a big intro. week this week. Battle for Azeroth has launched, and that's basically it, but that's big enough to be a big week. It is indeed, and uh, as a big launch of the week, we gotta discuss it in the weekly raid. Mm-hmm. So let's pop that up. Let's jump right to it. Yep. So, as you all know, WoW is the, still the big papa in the MMORPG space, at least in the West, you know? Mm-hmm. And the numbers for this expansion are looking pretty good so far. We don't have any exact hard numbers, because, uh, you know, Blizzard stopped releasing those. But it's number three right now on Twitch, most viewed games. Uh, the only ones beating it are Dota 2 right now, which, by the way, is only because it's got the big international championship going, and Fortnite, which is like this huge cultural thing now. Yeah. So, besides those two... While it's sitting pretty at number three, big launch. I know a lot of people I know, uh, WoW play- and ex-WoW players are all back. So with that said, one week in, what are your impressions? I'd love to hear from you guys if you're playing. There's already a few tidbits coming in. Uh, but Omar, we'll start with you. What are your thoughts so far? Uh, what do you think? It's exactly what I expected. Uh, I returned back in Mr. Pan- I only played during Vanilla a lot, and then I played briefly during Mr. Pandaria, just to level a character from 1 to 90 back then. I did that, and now I, you know, I, I boosted a character with uh, with the launch of Battle for Azeroth from 110, and I'm now, I'm, I hit 120 the other day. Canaris with the 11 months in a row, much love, fam. So I, I played through the, the story, paid attention to all the cutscenes. I didn't read every little dialogue option. I just basically listened to all the cutscenes and the voice acted scenes. thought it was all right. And I just hit 120, so now I got to start gearing up and getting on the gear grind, unlocking heroics, getting the heroic gear grind, and then start doing mythics. So I'm right in that right there at the moment. But a few things I noticed right away, have, having played a lot of Final Fantasy XIV, so I have a lot of comparisons between Final Fantasy XIV and World of Warcraft, the game runs buttery smooth. That's probably the best thing about World of Warcraft, and it's always been one of the game's, like, I would say, like most noticeable features. It just, it just runs really well, from just moving around to attacking to your attack animations. It just it's perfect. I don't think any other MMORPG comes close to the smoothness that World of Warcraft has, and that's really been uh, the biggest thing I noticed so far. But beyond that, the combat also feels a little faster paced from Final Fantasy XIV. They do have that extra like uh, two second global cooldown now, or is it one point five seconds? However long it is, but it's I, I just love how the game looks and runs. I actually really like the game's art style too. Uh, yeah, I've been actually been playing a lot more. Uh, I've been playing all day pretty much since it came yeah, out. Yeah, all day's been going hardcore. I've been playing pretty casually compared to him. Yeah, so I hit I hit 120 like within the first two or three days, and now I'm just gearing up for the raid, which the first raid comes out next month. There's no raid right now, uh, so I'm at eye level like three two three or something. Mm-hmm. I think you have to be like 350 ish recommended for the raid. So I still got a while to go, but I, like I said, I've been playing a lot, and I what I want to do is try to compare it to some of the other big games out right now. A lot of these, you know, a lot of MRPGs have basically tried to emulate and copy WoW. And including Final Fantasy XIV, Elder Scrolls Online, Guild Wars 2. So I want to kind of compare and contrast um, what this expansion did right, did right and how it compares to some of the other games out there that are newer than WoW, so they mm-hmm. kind of built off WoW. Uh, what first thing I find surprising, like Omar said, is how smooth it plays and compared to some of the rivals. Despite those rivals being newer games, uh, I think WoW still somehow, I don't know how they did this, but th- it just feels smoother. Uh, the GCD, by the way, I think is about a minute. Uh, is about a second, mm. and I know that compares favorably to Final Fantasy XIV, which has what, like two point five second. It's like two seconds or something. Two seconds, yeah. So I I found that refreshing, and just the combat feels like you said faster. There's a big PvP scene in WoW. It's always been a PvP focused game, 
And I think that's a good sign. I think the fact that they have to accommodate competitive PvPers, uh, remember there's tournaments for a while, arena and stuff. The fact that the, the gameplay has like, has to um, cater to this audience kind of keeps it like cutting edge. You know, it, it keeps it tight. Uh, so, in a lot of games where PvP is not a focus, I think they get lazy with the gameplay. Like it doesn't it doesn't feel smooth because it doesn't have to to fight monsters. Yeah. You know. So I do like that. And in fact, I actually I'm, I'm trying to learn a little bit more about how to play a little a little bit better. And they say you should actually unbind your S key from backwards. You should not have a backwards button. Interesting. So you should what you should do is you W to move, Q and E should be your strafe, like left and right, and you and then you right click hold the mouse button to uh to turn around. Mm-hmm. Uh and I've, I've been trying that lately and it, it, it does feel it takes some getting used to, but you you gotta, you know, you gotta you gotta do that if you wanna be competitive in PvP especially. Interesting. Uh, a few other things I really like about uh, about World of Warcraft is the game, the way the game handles storytelling. You don't have to really do any of the story in in uh, in, in World of Warcraft. Whereas in Final Fantasy fourteen, before you can unlock any of the, the the raids and the the content, you have to go through this this like hundred hour story, which is like mandatory. And, and a lot of things you just literally cannot skip. There are unskippable unskippable cutscenes in the story, and they're very dragged out, and you have to do them. There's no way around it. Whereas in World of Warcraft, basically. You, you don't have to list anything. You can skip all that sh- all that crap. You can actually. I'm pretty sure you can, you can just literally start uh, doing mythic raiding without doing it. Am I right, Altai? Uh, you can you can do mythics if you walk in uh, to you the dungeon. You can walk in to do mythic dungeons. So you you don't have to do any of that nonsense if you don't want to. It's there if you want to do it. But, but I think Blizzard took the smart approach of not forcing it down your throat. But but I should caveat that with if you want to queue into heroic dungeons, you you have to have a 305 item score. So what? Do, mm-hmm. But it's actually pretty ingenious because if you want to play with your friends and they don't care that you are not geared, you just walk in and you do the dungeon. But I don't think Blizzard wants a shitty guy to queue in with a random puppy and they're just going to ruin it for them, you know, because he's got, he's undergeared. Yeah. So I think it's a good balance. What do you think of that balance, by the way? I, I, Requiring an item level to do the queue and you can walk in without it. Yes. Yeah, that's great. I think that's perfect. Yeah, I think it's perfect. It's really smart. I like Chaos, Chaos Shield's uh, statement. You can skip Final Fantasy XIV by uninstalling it. <laughs> that is one way to skip the game story. Well, I still enjoy the game quite a bit and I love it. I do think the the four storytelling is a no go. I, I love Blizzard's approach to it. It just I think it's handled a lot better. I think actually the cutscenes in uh, World of Warcraft are, are more interesting than the cutscenes in uh, in Final Fantasy fourteen. And that's having played a lot more Final Fantasy fourteen than World of Warcraft. I love the production value of the cutscenes in uh, in World of Warcraft. Yeah, that, that's one of the points I wanted to discuss. Uh, the kind of contrasting um, styles that Final Fantasy fourteen and WoW take with storytelling. To me, WoW has always been more um, a show and not tell. Don't tell story. And what I mean by that is, if you just want to PvP or you just want to get through the content, you can just click next on the quest. You can skip the cinematics and just kind of do your own thing. You barely have to know what's going on in the world, right? Yeah. And, and even if that's your case, and, and most people probably are somewhere in the middle. They'll probably read some of the text in the main story quest. So they'll have some idea what zone they're in. They'll have an idea who the big baddie in that zone is, right? But then that's it. Yeah. So you get kind of hints and pieces. You you get the story as you need it, as you want it. Whereas uh, I, I've watched people play Final Fantasy XIV, and they're just kind of watching these long-ass cinematics. They have to do the story quest to unlock certain content, like you were saying. And it basically just hammers the story on you, whether you want it or not. And I, I just, I hate that style of storytelling, and I feel it's very common in, in the Japanese mindset of you know game development. A lot it's of Japanese very games. common in JRPGs, yeah. JMORPGs, and just Japanese media as a whole. It's a very, you have these, I'm curious, I mean, I just finished uh, most of the story in, in Battle for Azeroth so far, and the longest cutscene is probably no more than five minutes, if even that long, right? It's like two minutes. 
like two to five minute cutscenes at most, right? Yeah, at most. And then Final Fantasy fourteen regularly has cutscenes where basically before you like you could talk to an NPC, right? And it'll say, Warning, you're about to be presented with a long series of cutscenes. You, know, <laughs> you you should set aside like a lot of time before you at least thirty minutes before you proceeding. Yes or no. So at that moment, you can decide, you know, if you want to do it or not, and it's a thirty minute cutscene, you just can't skip. And the way they handle the storytelling is very much like just this, like it's like a TV show, you know. It feels less interactive because anytime you have long cutscenes like that, it just you, you're being, uh, you know, it, it just it's just reading the story to you. You know, you don't feel like you're really being involved with it. And I think one of the biggest reasons I, I like the storytelling direction a bit more from World of Warcraft is that you are you. I think you mentioned before before we started you know, the podcast that you are you you aren't like the the hero the warrior of light. You are not the chosen one in World of Warcraft. You are like you are a champion in World of Warcraft. You're you're high ranking officer in the Alliance or the Horde. You're not like some god. You're not like the, the divinely chosen being. So you, in an MMORPG setting, it makes a lot more sense that all the players are just high-ranking officials within the lore. And it, it, it keeps it more consistent because in Final Fantasy XIV, everyone is the warrior of light. And you are literally this god slayer and this the divine being, you know? And it makes no sense in an MMORPG setting because, wait a minute, I'm the warrior of light. You're the warrior of light. We're all warriors of light. At no point does that make any sense. Yeah. And uh, again, I, I, it's just a direction of, I think, I guess it's part of like the standard in japan i remember when i grew up playing jrpgs on our playstation and one story i always remember is uh persona 4 so you know we both we got persona 4 we wanted to play it together we used to like you know just watch each other play when we were kids so what i would do is i i held the controller first when persona 4 started right we put the disc in start the game i'm holding the controller and we're watching the cutscene at the beginning and the story i'm like it's kind of cool you always want to watch some story and then an hour later literally an hour later i'm still holding the controller and i've yet to use it there's no movement yet I just put it down and walk away. I, I stopped playing. Omar continues to play four and five. Uh, hey, I love Persona. Yeah, I, I just couldn't do it. I, I don't mind cutscenes as long and story as long as it's kind of scattered, but you know, between gameplay. You can't just I can't just sit there for two hours and then I play. Like I, that's not my style. I, I don't like that. I think it's fair. It's it, it it's a very um it's definitely a very Japanese thing. You don't get that nearly as much in in, in Western games. And I think that's one of the reasons World of Warcraft. Has more Western appeal. Like a lot of like your average gamer in, in the United States or Europe, right? Your average COD bro, like he plays World of Warcraft. Like it's not weird to him to play World of Warcraft. But for him, if you try getting this kind of player to play Final Fantasy XIV, it, it has it is a much more stigma attached to it, right? Because the way the story is told, the way the characters look, it's much more anime-ish, right? And mm-hmm. anime is still a bit stigmatized here in the West if you if you don't follow or read or watch anime or anything like that. So it's much easier for an average person to get into World of Warcraft. Despite the core gameplay elements being largely the same, it's just really how they present the story and the, the, the world. It, it really does, you know, have less appeal to, to Westerners, at least for Final Fantasy XIV. You know, it's funny that you say that because on initial, just looking for, for you know both games, WoW actually looks more cartoony, right? At first, yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah. Compared, uh, which I think works better because it's a fourteen-year-old game now, and I think they've managed to keep it looking. Uh, up to date because of the initial direction they took with the art. It's easier to make it look good when it's like unrealistic and cartoony to begin with. The biggest thing is like I really would feel bad if I asked a good friend of mine like like Aaron for all day for example like I want you to play Final Fantasy fourteen right I want you no. to play, raid with me sometime just for fun right but I I would never on God's green earth expect you to buy the game and level up it from one to seventy and do all the story quests because that's too much to ask you know. I, I, I like my friends too much to ask them to play Final Fantasy XIV and level from 1 to 70. It's a very boring process, and going through the story, which is 100 hours long, and the story's not great. There are, there are bits of it that are great, that are really good, but overall, I don't really... I, I've watched every cutscene. I've read every piece of text in the main story quest. 
I, I couldn't ask a friend to do that, right? But with World of Warcraft, if you wanted to make a new character and not use a level boost, you get a, everyone gets a free level boost, by the way, in Battle for Azeroth. You get the 110 to start from there, right? But even if you didn't have that, to go from level 100 to 110 will take a day or two of just grinding, right? You don't have to do any kind of bullshit story. You just literally grind through it in two days. That is impossible in Final Fantasy 14. You can't just skip the you can't just skip the story. You have to you, you have to grind through all that nonsense. It takes over 100 hours, and only then wow. can you even begin to start playing with me, right? So if I wanted you to play Final Fantasy 14 with me, I would just actually buy you an account. I would just buy an account that's already level 70 with with, with the story and crap already done, and that's how we would play together. But the beauty of World of Warcraft is you don't have to do the story. You just grind on your own. If you don't want to do the story, you don't have to do the story. You just you just play. You know you just you can start raiding right away. Don't do, you don't have to do all that nonsense. So I have a question. What is the total buy-in for Final Fantasy right now? If you want to buy the expan- latest expansion, you want to buy the level skip and the story skip. Well, if you buy the latest expansion, it comes with everything else. Too. So you don't you don't have to buy Heaven's Word separately. So you, I think you just buy Stormblood. Right. The base game plus Stormblood, I believe. You can use there's usually deals for them for like thirty bucks for both. They go on sale like that. Then you got to buy the story skip, which is going to be I think twenty five or thirty dollars, and then you got to buy. Uh, a level boost as well, which is going to be like to level, to level 60, and you got to do the last 10 levels yourself for another 20, I think. So at least uh, like $75, $80 or so to even get started. I feel like the one, the level skip Maybe and story one. script somebody should be... Somebody said 110 USD, so I'm just making these... I was, I was just trying to guesstimate, so 110 sounds about right, too. Yeah, I feel like those two should be combined, the level skip and the item skip, and they should, and one, one, one of them should come with the expansion, just like with WoW. Yeah. I think WoW has a perfect... And they're complete assholes about it, too. Final Fantasy 14 story skip you can story skip like either the main, just Realm Reborn or Realm Reborn and Heaven's Word. So the story skips like sold separately. Like what? You gotta buy both. Oh my god, that's yeah, they're assholes. So you, that's you funny. Buy, yeah, you can't just skip the whole thing. You gotta skip <laughs> them separately. So if you want, you can only skip the base game. Though I think Heaven's Word is definitely better, but I, I, it should just come as a package and start. You know, yeah, yeah. Or have the expansion, just level boost you to sixty and let you do the story skip. But I think the problem is Final Fantasy fourteen story is so built upon each other, right? So I guess they're trying to. They want you to experience a story. That's why they don't include that for free in the expansion pack. But I think it turns a lot of players off. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can see that. Uh, someone in chat was just actually saying they were, they were oh, frustrated. They were frustrated uh, in WoW, the story in WoW. Because once in a while, when you're doing a quest, you got to wait like five seconds while these two NPCs talk to each other. And to him, that was too much. So all I can say is... He could yeah. handle Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah. Right? That's funny. Even he that's too much for some people. So, okay. Back to WoW. Back to Battle of Azeroth. What do you think they did right this expansion in terms of features or or this, uh, et cetera? What they did wrong? Uh, I'll give you an example. For one, the music I felt was really top notch. You had this orchestral background music in each of the zones, and it really, it really, you know, sounded really nice. So I'd recommend listening to that if you uh, you just go, you know on YouTube to search for you know, Wild Battle for Azeroth soundtrack. Anything else? What do you got? Uh, what I liked a lot about the features yeah, in yeah. Battle for Azeroth. Hmm. I felt a little iffy about the entire um, like level sync thing, but I understand why they did it. So you can kind of do any part of the story, whenever, whatever level you want. Like the Guild Wars two style system, where you know everything's always your level. It felt oh, a bit yeah, weird yeah. because when you're in a party, like when we were doing some dungeons together, like some monsters in the same dungeon were higher level for you than they were for me, yep. and they had different HP values for you than me, which felt really weird. But for, because it's it's it was leveling content, it doesn't really matter. It was still easy regardless. So it, it, I guess it made sense, but it was it was just felt a bit weird. But things that I actually did, I mean, hmm. What do you think of the zone, like for example, the graphics? I haven't played since vanilla uh, in World of Warcraft, and I know you played Mist, right? So, what did the game look like uh, compared to what you thought it would look like? For me personally, I haven't played since vanilla. I thought the game would look kind of like old, like shitty, like like a fourteen-year-old game, you know. 
but I was ple- pleasantly surprised by how good the graphics looked and how many graphics settings there were. You know, anti-aliasing, all this crap. You could really make it look good. It, it, I think it looks like a, it looks as far as MMORPGs go. It looks, I think, like it, it could have came out this year. Oh, it looks beautiful. I, I love the, the draw distance and just just explore when you when you're on a flying mount through the taxis and exploring the new zones. The game looks the game looks absolutely stunning. You know, the cartoony graphics I I really like a lot. There's one aspect that I don't like, and maybe this might go into a bit of a you know minor minor disagreement here. I'll fight, but I don't like the the character models, like the, the the amount of customization on character models as well as the detail on on like actual equipment. How do you feel about that? I think it's a valid point. Uh, I, I think it comes down to the kind of player. That this game attracts versus other games. Like for example, I play max zoomed out, right? Where my character is literally like a blip on the map, almost. Like I can't see any detail, and I, I'm fine with that. Like I don't, I'm not really looking for that. But I know a lot of people, especially female gamers, they spend a lot of time, you know, connecting with their character, you know, in a very personal way, uh, customizing the way they look, the, the clothes and stuff. Uh, you know, for me, it was never uh, a big issue. Like for example, if you look at the, do you remember the character creator when you actually made your character? Yeah, no like this, this, this is my character by the way. I'm dropping it in uh, in in uh, Twitch chat, for example. Uh, like my character face, right? Is I look the same as like ninety percent of other blood elves in the game. Yeah. Because you can't actually customize your character's face. You just choose from one of like X number of predefined character faces and hair options and colors. That's it. That's that's the entire limit to your appearance customization. You can't change your body. You can't change like anything in the game. You just literally choose hair color, face option hairstyle that's it and it's kind of for an mrpg where individuality is and and your character i I think it plays a very big role in mrpgs and i I really don't like that and actually the character actual equipment themselves too like wow has a tremendous amount of um like armor sets and stuff because how long the game has been out right and with the transmog system is equal to glamour in final fantasy 14 you can you can customize whatever however you want your armor to look like and the actual armor themselves if you look at that picture it looks very flat. Like you don't really see the textures on your on my, my character's body, my plate mail, for example. It just looks very black to me. Yeah, but how much of this? How much of this do you think was an art direction thing, and how much of it was just the fact that it's a fourteen-year-old uh, game? Well, most of, I think a lot of it. It's not the art direction at all. It's a fourteen-year-old game, right? Where mm-hmm. they while they updated the game's visuals a lot, they didn't. They couldn't like remake the textures a lot on like the actual armor pieces. Like there's no. It does look. It doesn't look like there's depth to them. If that makes sense. Oh, it definitely makes sense. And and even when WoW came out 14 years ago, I don't know if you remember, but the the number of you know face styles, hairstyles was tragically limited. Like it was way less than even like those crappy Korean MMORPGs that were churning out back then. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So WoW has always been weak on uh, character creation. You can't adjust the height. You can't adjust like so many games even back then had the whole like eyebrow, you know, the eye eye size, like nose like nose angle and like lip size. WoW had never had any of that. Even you know, so it was. Well, I was always been poor on that, even when it came out. Yeah, and if you look at like Final Fantasy XIV, for example, I mean, I don't think it's any real comparison. I just looked at random glamour I found on FFX14 Glamours, right? It's a subreddit, and look at the detail on the clothing, right? It looks like it pops out, right? There's some actual texture to it. Look at the shoes. There's laces on the shoes with the with the sleeves on the character. I mean, this is a random, weird ass looking glamour, right? But the point is, uh, while you know, I love the visuals of World of Warcraft, like everything but the individual character characters themselves. Like your your, your player character has almost no personality to it. Like when I log into Final Fantasy XIV, I see my character. I'm like, this is my character. Yes, yes, there are similar looking characters, right? But to, to have the exact same glam and the exact same appearance is going to be pretty rare. Whereas I'm walking around in in World of Warcraft, these people that look very similar all the time, with because the, the character model is just, just so limited. You know what's and funny also, though? Also, hmm. I have I, I have the opposite opinion on not the character you're right by the characters right but i have the opposite reaction to the world to me like look at the background in this in this in the screenshot you sent me 
I feel like the characters look unique in Final Fantasy XIV, but the background itself looks just generic. Like it almost looks like a 1990, like, like, like the 2004 rendering of like a room. You know, like, yeah. right? Like it doesn't pop. Whereas the zones and for what and wow for me pop way more than the characters do. That's fair. I mean, it, it's very hit or miss. Like, I think. Uh, look at the textures on the floor. This thing. It's just like it's like this. It looks like a 2004 like single player RPG or something. It, it's go- the art style is going for more realism and realism realistic. You know, like I guess it's not hold as on, exciting or as look, colorful. As I'm zooming on this pillar. Look at the pillar behind the character. Okay, like yeah, the li- sp- come on, like that looks like 1998. Uh, yes, like yes, voodoo that, graphics. That pillar, that pillar just looks bad. I agree. Come on, like what is this? Like it's like it's like literally two uh, pixels. Like it's two polygons. The one for the top half, one for the bottom half. Again, th- that one room isn't a fair example of the of the environments from Fantasy Fourteen. I think the, I think the environments in the game look quite well actually. I, 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 I'm not talking so much. About, this that, that that pillar is a bad example, but I'm not talking about the quality so much as I guess the aesthetic choice. It just looks very generic compared to the characters. So the the contrast is opposite of WoW, in my opinion. And second, I think I don't like this glamour. By the way, the shoes and pants—it's something obviously out of our world, right? Like, but but the, the whole point is Final Fantasy fourteen has a ton of variety that way. So I'm I'm I linked you a page right now, quote, yours your collection. I dropped it in a Twitch chat as well as Slack for you. And to just scroll through there, for example, do you see anything like? like just look at the glamour sets. These are just you know the default out- outfits that if you wear the whole suit, you look like that, right? Mm-hmm. And just look at the detail on these compared to the 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 detail on. On World of no, no, I, I totally admit that point. Yeah. My point I'm bringing up though is, um, in my opinion, like these these all look these all look like they fit the fantasy setting. But the one you mm-hmm. the, the previous picture you linked me, like you're wearing pants and like a, a shirt. Like it, it seems like it doesn't belong in that world. There's not a clear aesthetic. I feel in in Fantasy 14. Like well, it, it gives you the freedom to, mi- to to mix and match wherever you like, and because of that, people end up creating really wonky outfits. You will see characters from like animes recreated in game. You will see from popular TV shows recreated in game. And that's by mixing and matching outfits. I'm and not a fan of that. I don't like that a lot. I don't like that. I don't like that. But you said before, when, it, when everyone just follows the mold, it ends up being very boring. And I, I love the fact that you can do all this wonky stuff in Final Fantasy XIV. It's not about being wonky. It's about the fact that, like, what time zone am I in? Like, the only time I'll give it a pass is, like, in a sci-fi game where, like, maybe they're traveling through dimensions or something. Like, or, or through time. But, like, if, if, I'm, if I'm in this fantasy world with, like, dragons and, like, spellcasters and mages, and you come, you come up to me with, like, uh, you know, like, glass, like, a guy that's just like you or me, like, today, in this world, you know? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't fit, in my opinion. Like, it kind of breaks the um, suspension of disbelief. So if you look at, if you want to see some more environments, I guess, look, look, look a little bit of this video if you can skim through. Actually, this is just, this is just me running around. Uh, if you start at, like... Three minutes on that video, you can see more environments because I do think that one pillar you showed off earlier is not a fair look uh, at the visual. You show, hold, you linked that video, that clip, not me. Well, right. I, I wanted to show you the the, the okay. glamour itself, not necessarily, you know, anything else. So okay, even this, even this, even this uh, town, to me, in my opinion, I feel like the most. It kind of looks like one of those Korean RPGs where it's a very generic uh, town, but the characters are the emphasis, and this is true in a lot of Korean games. Like the characters look great, but the world itself looks like this generic 3D realistic. Like ish world, like, there's no character. Like look at the grass. Look at I the... see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see what you're saying, but I don't think that's a big deal. And, and I, I think it's pretty normal because you know the characters are supposed to be the heroes of the story. Okay, they're supposed to be the special characters. You know, the NPCs don't really look long. A lot of NPCs look very normal. Actually, if you see NPCs in the background, whether it's shopkeepers or whatnot, they look very plain, right? Only the players end up looking really, you know, they really stand out. Right, and I, and again, and I just this is an opposite art direction than WoW, where I think NPCs have a lot of emphasis on them, especially the main characters. 
Well, actually, if you look at Final Fantasy IV, uh, if you, I don't know if you remember, if you know this all the time, but Final Fantasy XIV 1.0 actually had a, like objectively better graphics, like much much more improved visuals than uh, Final Fantasy XIV 14, 14 as is today. Say it again. Final Fantasy, the original Final Fantasy XIV before it was remade to Realm Reborn actually has better graphics. Really? Yes. They had, one thing they did with the remake of the game was they toned down the graphics a lot because wow. I think to lower the system requirements. And they okay. actually made some changes to the character models as well. So what, a weird thing is they actually removed asses for characters, where like the girl, the female models actually had like nice butts, for example, right? They don't have nice, they don't they don't have butts anymore. All the butts are basically removed. No butts allowed in, in Asia. No butts allowed no, no. in Fantasy. <laughs> they ain't about the butts in Japan. But how about boobies? Do they sell boobies? Uh these I mean, they're basically flat boobies as well. I mean, you really can't get very big boobies in Final Fantasy fourteen as a player character, Boo. unfortunately. What's the point? Right? What's even the point? But I, 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 I love World of Warcraft's aesthetics outside of character models. So I think we're, I guess we're the opposite over there. Mm-hmm. Like I love the world in, Final, in in World of Warcraft. I don't love the character models because there's no customization. And beyond just appearance customization, the, the glamour customization just doesn't do it for me either. And no point can I really feel special on my character. But for some reason, every time I log into Final Fantasy XIV, I look at my character, I'm still like, damn, you know, like, I like my character, right? My character is adorable. I, I love the way my character looks in a very uh, cute way. Okay. I, don't, I don't feel that connection. I'm going to play a clip from your video, okay? Starting at 418. Hold on. Okay. Look. Look at this, like, random dungeon, I guess, or this room. Could you... Like, I literally could not tell what game this is from. This could be from one of a million fantasy games, right? This, this is generic dragons on the floor. This generic, like, building. Like, there's nothing unique. There's, not, there's, no, there's no charm to this world. Like, the characters I get. Okay, I, I, I'm with you on the characters. But this, this looks like it could be, like... Dark Souls, it could be anything. It could it could be like a random RPG. Like there's no there's no aesthetic here. Uh y- yes, it, the the environments and stuff look very generic. I'll give you that. And mm-hmm. and the art style of the game is not very distinct. Right. But I think as a package, it still ends up looking great. Because again, while the while the art style for the world doesn't look particularly distinct, you still have really good character models. All right, fair enough. So some uh, competition between Final Fantasy fourteen and wow. Well, aesthetics. not too much competition. You know, we all know World of Warcraft is by far uh, the number one MMORPG. We I mean, drop, it, let's drop a straw poll and which one do you think has better aesthetics? Art direction. Not not quality of graphics, like, um, per se. Just Do you prefer the graphics in Final Fantasy XIV or World of Warcraft? Yeah. Be the poll. I'll, I'll right. put it up. I want to see if I'm alone. Look, like, this, to me, looks a lot like Dark Souls-ish, like this world. Which graphics? 14's winning. Oh, Wildstar. All right. Crunchy Fish has the uh, <laughs> sleeper vote. All right, I'm dropping. I'm, dro- I'm dropping the poll, boys. Let's see it. Let's see the numbers. I'm gonna put my vote for Final Fantasy XIV. Oh my god! Again, I I love World of Warcraft as well. It just look the beauty. The thing is, this this would this wouldn't be a big deal if it was literally any other genre, right? But for an MMORPG, I think character models and connecting with your character is one of the most important things in an MMORPG. In fact, you know, when Shirley used to tell us all the time, like she wouldn't play a gender locked game, or like where she couldn't do certain things. Like I want to. Your connection to your character is what brings you to that world and makes you feel connected to that world. And I, it is more important for female players, for sure. I think the average female player, it plays a much bigger role. And that's one of the reasons Final Fantasy XIV's got more female players. 30% uh, female versus, I think, a little less than 23% for World of Warcraft. That makes sense. Easy Machiavelli says, I would ban everyone who voted for WoW. Wow, yikes. <laughs> And with that, we got to bring up Perfect World because my man Easy, not Easy Machiavelli, uh, MySoStream mentioned Perfect World. All right. I got to mention the character creation 
in Perfect World, and I think it is by far the best character creator of any MMORPG. I'm going to go ahead and drop you that link, Altai, and I demand you show it off for a second. Oh, my God. All right. I this, am. This I absolutely video again. love. I love the, the character creator in this game. All right, you want to talk about immersion? Nothing quite has the same immersion as Perfect World. The best character creator of any MMORPG, hands down, boys. Just look at the character at the start of that video, all right? <laughs> and then I want to show you another another clip first in a, in, in a second. If you skip ahead in that video to something like... Um, is that we can find? If you can skip to 13... Go, go, go to 14 minutes in that video. 14 minutes... 1423 in that video to see another beautiful, beautiful character. 1423? Okay. Oh, my God. Don't, do not tell me that is the most... The, the, what a what a character creator, boys. What a character creator. <laughs> this looks like a VR horror game. That's that's a good uh, description. I love that you can do that, though. Like So few games let you do that. So few games give you this freedom. So uh, in the video, I'll can you also go to 227? And check out that those are a pair of good oh old Oh, my titties. God. You will never see boobs like that in literally any other MRPG but Perfect World, all right? This is literally the peak. Damn, Forget look at those thighs. Throw that shit out the window, all right? It's all about Perfect World. The Chinese had it figured out years ago. Man, look at those legs. She's thick. Look, look, look at her face compared to the size of her boobs, all right? Oh, no, her face Only is haters will say it's fake. <laughs> the perfect ratio, boys. This is this is what peak female looks like. Right? This is perfection. This is give, this gives players uh, an uh, unrealistic body image. Okay, no, not everyone can have a pea-sized head and ginormous boobs. No, nothing quite like that. If you look at my character too, at the end of the video, go to go to like seventeen forty-eight when I actually made my character. I'm actually in game. I went with a little more normal-looking character. All right. This oh my is, god. Out. Beautiful. You can actually do this. This game actually lets you do this. <laughs> and I absolutely love it. You know, forget Black Desert Online, Perfect World, number one in more PG. I can't, I can't boys. take this game seriously. Like, who can be immersed in this? Like, <laughs> I, I, I could be. You could be immersed in those cities. Right? They will envelop you. Oh I love the way the eyes are like touching each other too. It's who? What a game! It's creepy. It's amazing. It's like a this, mutant this is peak in more PG boys. Yep. Wow! When Final Fantasy fourteen got nothing on Perfect World. All right. <laughs> You can jump 30 feet in the air as well, as EC McAvoy points out. That was one of the weirdest things about Perfect World. You can like literally jump over trees and you can double jump. And you just jump like crazy high in the air. But I think the reason uh, a lot of people in this chat preferred uh, Final Fantasy XIV graphics over World of Warcraft, one, it does appeal to more uh, fans of anime, more weeby, for sure. Like That's 100%, right? But uh, for, for an MMORPG, you really can't understate the importance of uh, character customization. It's what like people play these games like at the end game of basically every MMORPG is glamour and customization. Even in World of Warcraft, like after you do all the raids, what else is there left to do? You try collecting rare mounts. You try PvP. Collecting rare, no, that too. But you, you try collecting all the rare stuff and Guild Wars too as well. You collect all the rare dyes, the rare gear, and just get cool outfits. And and if World of Warcraft can can fix their, can they really can't because it's an old game now. If they can if they can add that, it would be the perfect MMORPG. And that's the biggest. Strength of Final Fantasy XIV over World of Warcraft, I think. Fashion Fantasy XIV is true endgame. And that's a true endgame in a lot of MMORPGs. It's a meme. But people say fashion is the endgame for an MMORPG. It's a meme, but it's true for all for, for most people. Right, well, all right, here's, a, here's another prediction, guys. How do you think Battle for Azeroth will do in the months ahead? Obviously, it's got a strong launch uh, with expansion. But I think a lot of people are going to fall off. Um, because of okay, let's talk about how easy the game is today versus mm -hmm. older games. So one of the downsides uh, to making it more accessible uh, 
uh, is is you kind of burn through the content so quickly. Like, I, I every, every you know you finish the story within a couple days. You do the dungeons each like a couple times, and then what? At some point, you're gonna be like, why am I still playing? And I I know you said some people like collecting the cosmetics and stuff, but mm-hmm. um, a lot of people like doing that. That I, that is the end game for any MMORPG. That what I that, think that, you're wrong, man. Yeah. I think you're wrong about that. I don't think so. Because here's the thing. I think there's an order of magnitude more players in WoW than Final Fantasy, right? So you're the, yes. the players who like that stuff, yes, are, I think by, a small minority. Way, I don't know if you know this, Altai, but in, even in World of Warcraft, there are there are more cosmetics in World of Warcraft than there are in Final Fantasy 14. And people love collecting that shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's true. But I think there's a core audience, right, that'll stick around for a long time for, for that stuff. But like you said, the COD bro kind of people who are just there for the gameplay. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about those guys. And those, I think, are the tens of millions of players, of gamers. I don't think so. I don't think the majority of WoW players are the COD bros that are in there for the gameplay. I think I, a lot of people are in the game for the world and to collect cosmetics and collect items. Hold and why did they even add like, battle pets? No, the vast majority of people... No, no, play, no, no, no. Uh, you're right. The vast majority of players who were there two months ago were there for that, right? But now, with the, with the new expansion this month, I think millions of players came in, right? And they're going to play the game for the gameplay. But because there's so little of it, yeah. right? They're going to burn through it in a month or two. And they're going to drop out. And you're gonna be left again with that smaller base that's there for the cosmetics. No, that that that's the larger base. Uh, I, really? I think, so right now you think the current player yes, base of WoW yes, yes. with the expansion launch, the, you think they're the there? Five million, the five million people that are playing World of Warcraft, I'm pulling the number out of my ass, but as my guesstimate, right? It, it clearly went up a lot, though, right? The, the, by the way, you guys, most of the all the people that are playing World of Warcraft today, the vast majority will finish the story, get to level 120, and literally never do a mythic dungeon. The people okay. that do the mythic dungeons get burnt out of those. Those are the people you're talking about. But the vast majority of players will never do the mythic content anyway, or the okay. mythic plus content. That that that's for the hardcore five percent of the player base. You sure. talk about a, a fraction of the player base already. Like I know people that play Final Fantasy fourteen to just literally collect items. Like they log on for literally every day and they play like five hours running old dungeons just to get some rare piece of you know, more content for the more more clothing cosmetics for their for their fashion wardrobe, and and that's fun. And I don't blame them. They want to get all the mounts in the game, all the pets. I think if that's, that's your audience, if game. that's your audience, you're never gonna get a game the size of WoW again. Like that, that that's WoW's audience too. No, it's WoW audience. WoW has pet battles. And, that's and, and that's WoW's battles. audience b- between expansions. I get that. No, th- that's WoW's audience all the time. I don't think so. That, and those people that collect pets, and, and that's, they still play the new expansion. They do all the content. They do all the leveling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they do all the dungeons. Yes, yes. They just don't do the mythic content. Okay. and they, Yeah, but... But that's the majority of players. The majority of players don't do mythic plus content or mythic content even. They do the, looking for raid. LFR is like... The average person will do LFR, and that's it. And then they quit. They're no, not, they're not going to be the people, that, the, the people that do the mythic content, they grind it out and then quit. The well, guys that do the LFR, m- millions of they, people they are going to quit in the next few months, right? Well, sure. Okay, but they, but those players are, are okay. Those, they're going to lose. Majority, those aren't the majority of players. Wow's player base will not have in the next like three months. Uh, it might. I don't know. Bikes for every expansion and goes back to a normalized level. I, well, I, I guess I guess I don't know what the exact jump in is between yeah. uh, the monthly expansion and. Look, from my experience, in almost every MMORPG, the end game. Is rarely gameplay. It's always going to be collecting rare stuff. So how do you explain well, how, how do you spin vanilla success then? Well, there was no cosmetics. Did, yes, one of the reasons vanilla did really well was it was one of the earlier MRPGs where we were in a different world, right? What? Different it was world? one of the earlier MRPGs, and it, what really made vanilla, vanilla Wild do really well is it took all the old ideas from EverQuest and Dark Age of Camelot and whatnot, and it did a more polished experience. Sure, but that's had, all you needed to succeed. It had no cosmetics. So here's a question. Here's a, here's a question. Yeah, it, it did have cosmetics. What? No, it didn't. It did have some, yeah. What? But people didn't play it more PGs for the same reason back then. Okay, so you say, okay, how about this then? I bet when Vanilla WoW launches without transmog, it will be bigger than a lot of MRPGs with fashion stuff. Including probably Final Fantasy XIV. Well, it will, it, it will not be bigger than 
the, the entire cumulative player base of World of Warcraft outside of Vanilla oh, WoW. Oh, sure, sure. Okay. Yeah, but, but there's a lot of nostalgia for Vanilla WoW as well. And it is a magical experience, and I think it'll do really well. I think it'll be the single most popular server in the game. But to say it, the Vanilla WoW server will be bigger than Final Fantasy XIV, I think, is, is, is insane. That's not that's not going to happen. Then all of the Final Fantasy XIV player base combined? No way. It'll be bigger than, like, uh, like like Cal Online or, like, RF Online or some obscure MMORPGs, but it, it's not going to... I think I think we'll rival it. it won't, maybe it won't beat it, but it'll be like no, more than half. Even. You are grossly optimistic. Okay, Those we'll see. Vanilla servers can only hold like what ten thousand. They say we have like ten thousand players. Concurrent. Concurrent. Yeah. How many? Are they open more than? Are they, they're gonna have like five or six. Yeah. Of those servers. Yeah. Well, this. We'll this. By the way, when Australia's came out and we were talking about it, the 10, 20,000 concurrent servers players. Mm-hmm. There were mo- there are mo- multiple vanilla servers, private servers. Their cumulative player base. Concurrent was probably like forty, fifty thousand players. It was big, I know. And I'm optimistic on vanilla on the classic WoW server. I just don't think it's gonna, you know, rival the entire player base of Final Fantasy fourteen. I think it, it might rival the North American player base. Also, I I, I don't again I, I still firmly believe the people that are playing World of Warcraft and that will keep they, the casuals, the average player is playing to collect items. He's not playing to mythic raid or do anything like that because he's not even trying to do mythic raids. I, I, I get I get your point. You need the cosmetic stuff and the collectibles to keep people going the, because battles, mounts, because they burn like through the content. But but I really believe people are there originally for the content, mainly if for they the were content. If they're there for the content, why are they trying to do mythic plus or mythic? Well, they can't. They don't care about they, this. They stuff. suck. They, they suck no, at the. They, 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 don't, they don't even want to try. Ah, uh, you don't know that. I know a lot of people uh, do both. I know a lot of people I, been playing. I, I have some... friends who just who don't even try doing their savage rage in Final Fantasy fourteen. They don't even try to do them. Not necessarily because they can't. Some of them probably could, but they're not playing the game for that reason. They're playing the game for a different reason, and that, their reason is nowhere invalid in mind. No, no, it's not valid. I'm saying I'm yeah. talking about the number of players involved. I, I think you're overestimating the percent who play. I think you're overestimating the people who don't care about. The actual content, the gameplay content. I, li- I like what Remix My Life just said. I remember when I was taking Taekwondo, my teacher would always talk about WoW, and I was thinking, this guy is stupid. He should play MapleStory instead for a better experience. <laughs> <laughs> I can just imagine telling your 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 karate teacher, your Taekwondo teacher, to go play MapleStory instead. MapleStory is a great game. Best experience right there, all right? With that, we should move on finally to uh, MapleStory 2, because today is a special day. Uh, they held this huge event, apparently. They flew people in from overseas to their uh to california i guess for this global event where they're gonna announce the launch date tomorrow i know you know a lot I'm about it su- i'm pretty sure they uh, i'm pretty sure they they asked if you're gonna be in la area around this time i said no because i didn't want to go but you know but it would be cool to go maybe but yeah they, they did announce the release date for maple story 2 which as you can see in the background of the of this battle for azeroth article maple story 2 is launching october 10th with a standalone battle royale mode being available tomorrow on august 22nd standalone battle royale mode what Yes, which is really weird, right? That is really weird. I did not expect the, that. Yeah, that, that's what surprised me too. Because in order to play Maple Story 2, fully launched October 10th, the level cap will be 60 instead of 50. There's a new class coming out, uh, 12 new dungeons, ton of shit coming out with the game. But what's really weird is that starting tomorrow, you can literally play Maple Story 2, but only Mushking Royale, the Battle Royale mode, and a standalone client starting tomorrow. So they are very optimistic on their, on their Battle Royale mode. And there are some changes coming to Battle Royale in the game. There's squad modes available. It's so up to four players can be teamed up. They're adding more items to find and some other goodies. So they're revamping it and they're they're hoping it does well as a standalone title until the launch. Very bizarre. Did not expect I, this. I, I didn't either because I, I thought it was like kind of cool to have within the game. It's not something I would play just to do Maple Story Battle Royale. It was just awesome to have in game. But what made it really good is that it was within the world of Maple Story 2 where you could be doing other mini games, do these races, do these uh, like arcade style games. 
and have Battle Royale in the same world. But as a standalone title, I don't see myself like wanting to download this and just play this. So I might try it just for fun because while I wait to, you know, if I want to scratch my itch for Maple Story 2. Um, sadly, we're not going to be in town this week. Uh, we're going to a wedding, but so we can't do Grand Fest Friday. But I'm down to try it next Friday, uh, the Battle Royale. Yeah, we can do some Battle Royale. We can do some Maple Story 2 Battle Royale. Mm-hmm. But do you think it'll, it'll do well as a standalone game in the meanwhile? I mean, nobody could have predicted how successful Fortnite Battle Royale would have been. So I don't want to write it off completely because I'm old now. I can't. I don't know what the kids are into these days. But we if I had this though, we play. And if I had to guess, if I had to make a prediction, I would say no. It's it is not going to be successful. Yeah, it, I, it, I, I, yeah. I'm in the same boat. It works as a mini game, uh, but I don't think there's enough meat on the bone there. Uh, it's not fluid enough. Hopefully they fix that though. By the way, yeah, it just, did feel a bit laggy. It, it didn't have like it didn't have like the hundred players that you've seen Fortnite or PUBG. I think yeah. like. 40 or 50 or something or a little bit less yeah. it just it just felt a little laggy it did it did i don't know i don't know if laggy is the right word just janky like it's maybe the delay between spells when you actually cast a spell versus when it goes off just a little mm-hmm. bit of delay i guess maybe it's built into the engine i don't know just felt a little wonky i think the reason maple story 2 as a game will do really well though is all that beautiful appearance customization you know the fashion is a late game and in maple story 2 you can create your own fashions we talked about before and that's one of the reasons i'm very optimistic Maple Story too, and I'm really hoping it does well because I had a lot of fun playing it during the closed beta. Again, they are, I, <laughs> they are reselling founders packs, which you know, which very oddly sold out during closed beta too. So they had like a very limited number of founders packs. I think it was only limited because they didn't want too many players to swap the servers. But now they're going to be probably selling unlimited founders packs if you still want to buy them. Nice. All right, mm-hmm. so August 22, um, Battle Cobra Royale is the, is the big yeah. release date. Though. Yeah, for the main game. Yeah, yeah. The game's been doing well in uh, in China. The South Korean version still has not really been doing too hot, unfortunately. But we'll see how it does in the West. It might again. They might pull another Black Death online where the game is more successful in the West. Video is, I think, the only Korean game that comes to mind. South Korean game that's more successful overseas in the West than it is in its home market. You know, Video makes more money in North America and Europe than it does in Asia. Forget just China, South Korea, all of Asia. And usually for these, you know, MMOs, Asia is the big money, big money center. Especially for a Korean developed game. Indeed. Galaxy, I I, I love the visuals. I love the art style in Maple Story too. It's so cute. It's like painfully cute. And I think if they had more mini games, stuff like that, it's gonna be great. Great game to hang out in. I have because a... look, just the other day, they, they added a new uh there was an event in Final Fantasy fourteen, I'll play. So in the event it's basically you do like some some nonsense, you get some like swimsuits, right? You get a swimsuit and some glasses, which whatever, right? But at the end of that event there's this tower. It's a jumping puzzle. I literally spent like 40 minutes just trying to do the shopping puzzle and I couldn't do it. It's actually pretty hard. But like, I just loved having that extra thing in Final Fantasy XIV to do. Like, it's not something you're going to log into the game just to do. But having that in the game to just work on is fun. And Maple Story 2 just does that so well. You have all this other shit you can do in game beyond grinding that I think can be really fun. Yes, I, I think it's, again, it's important to have all these secondary things, but I think it's important to remember they're secondary. Mm-hmm. So you know, again, I think most people, like n- vast majority of gamers, are there for the gameplay, the initial, you know, the main core content, and the extras are just that extras. In every other, in every, in any other genre, I would agree with you, but I don't think MMORPGs thrive on quote gameplay, which is this combat. If you want gameplay, just pure combat action, why are you playing an MMORPG? If you want action, if you want, if you want pure gameplay, go play a MOBA, go play League of Legends. If you want, if, even World of Warcraft Arena, which is arguably, which is probably the best MMORPG PvP ever. If you want just pure PvP, why are you putting it in an MMORPG? There's no benefit to having a Raptor on an MMORPG sticker. Go play Battle Right or something. Right. Where it, it just you can have the the gameplay outside of an MMORPG in, in a more streamlined fashion. 
I think what makes MMORPGs great is that it's it has all these things going on at once in the same world. Okay, I don't think all these things going on. Remember, so okay, so I, I got two things to sell you. Okay, one is okay. You, you just great housing, great uh, jump quest, great cosmetics, but you got to play like a couple hundred hours of shitty content to get to it. Well, that, that that's the that's the we know, nobody's defending that. There's the hundred hours of required mandatory story content is awful. It's a we it's, it's I think that's the reason uh, Final Fantasy 14 isn't big a bigger game today. I think despite that huge weakness, Final Fantasy 14 is still the second most subscribed MMORPG in the world. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're talking just on the subscription front. Obviously, you know, not the second most successful MMORPG, but second most subscribed MMORPG. Despite that, and it's actually, I couldn't imagine asking someone to play Final Fantasy XIV with me because they would have to go through all that garbage, which I know is garbage. My buddy Chaos Shield, you know, who loved Final Fantasy XI, I convinced him to play Final Fantasy XIV, and he actually did all the story, and he wanted to kill himself because of how bad it was. And he has many, many, you know, he, look, I don't love the story either. I, I actually really hate the story, but it has some good, good parts to it, but. He he did all that and then he just he just he just couldn't do it anymore. He, he just the fact that he even finished the story was surprising. <laughs> it's if they if they just if they gave every if they let everyone skip the story if they wanted to I think it'd be better. The people that want to skip the story don't give a shit about the story anyway. If you require players to watch long cutscenes that they don't want to watch, they actually get resentment in them. Like they actually hate the game even more than they would otherwise. Because if they want to skip it, let them skip it. They don't care about the story anyway. It's there for the people that want it. I, I, I have friends that love the story, and it's good for them. Let them love it. But the people that want to skip it, they should be able to skip it. Indeed. All right, well, I have, I have a quick cautionary tale about Meeple Story 2's approach here. So I think That's it's too, it's very tempting these days to launch a standalone Battle Royale spinoff, right? Mm-hmm. And do you remember we played Realm Royale when it came out? And we thought it was fun, but we quickly dropped it. You know, we didn't keep playing. And so here's something. I want to show you the Steam charts for Realm Royale. So it peaked... At 100,000 concurrent users. And this game only came out in June. So only like, what, three months ago? And mm-hmm. now look how much it's fallen. It's only got 2,600 people on right now. Uh, and if you look over here, it's in July, it lost 70% of its player base. In August, it lost 40% of what was left of its player base. And it seems to be just declining. So I think I think next time I'm making a mistake here. I think they should have kept it as one game. Yes, because Paladin is still much more popular now than Realm Royale, but I do think Realm Royale did some really, really wonky things. I mean, obviously, I don't think any one gameplay change uh, ruined the game or anything, but they made some really wild changes to the way you acquire your special weapon as a class. Very questionable decisions there. But more importantly, last time I played the game, I just felt it it just ran worse. I just feel like the netcode got worse as the player base dropped, which is really weird because you think with a smaller player base, less strand the servers would just run better. But it just felt more wonky. Maybe it was just my experience. I don't know, but... So you think they lost their player base because they made they, they slightly changed the way you get the epic weapon? They weren't slight changes. They were they were monumental changes, monumental. And they made multiple monumental changes, which yeah isn't the only reason. I uh, you know that's the red herring. It's exactly a red herring. Why. It's kind of like the calling man. So the calling got people said, oh well, they changed the combat. That's why I went. No, it, it died from what H one Z one. Like these games, it's such a pop fad, and everyone moves on to the next one. And I think Fortnite yes. is so That's, tight. That, that is that is the biggest that is the biggest reason. Yes, they yeah. move on to other games as well, and they want to play it at the launch. But there's you know like games like The Calling, they had a lot of good things going for them. It was like the only melee like melee focused battle royale game, and that alone made it really fun to some regards. But there were a lot of fundamental problems with that game as well. The fact that it was on a you know very short map, very you know there's there's a very there, there was some other design problems with the game. So you really can't see The Calling relaunch numbers because the, the relaunch version is separate from the the, oh, the Calling version on there. And you can't really just see them on Steam charts, for example. But H1Z1, yeah, the player base is largely dead as well. Everyone's playing Fortnite or, or PUBG right now. 
I mean, even PUBG. Uh, if you look at if you look at uh, PUBG's uh, numbers on Steam, which is the P- represents the PC um, player base. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is it is tanking? Obviously, it's still high because look, but look, look at the sea of red since since February this year. I mean, I mean, better chart. Look at the look at the player base when it was 1.6 million in January of 2017. Right, mm-hmm. January 2018 was 1.6 million average player base concurrent. Now it's 650,000. That's down more than like 60 percent in, yeah. in a matter of like eight months. All these players are moving on to uh, Fortnite. Yeah, so I, I think I think it's uh, I think Nexon's making a mistake here, but time will tell. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Wait and see for sure. But I I, I don't think people are going to play Maple Story Two for the battle rail mode though. I think they are they are mistaken if they think that's that's what's going to really attract people to the game. It's nice to have, but not not the not the cream of the crop. I want to go to a fun story real quick. It's a very short one, but I just thought it was really funny. Uh, mainly for I guess um. Uh, amateur, for like really, really childish reasons. So this game called uh, Guardians of Ember is changing publishers. GameForge is now going to be the, the publisher for this one. The previous publisher was called Incel Games. What do you think about <laughs> that name, Altai? When I, when, I, when, I, when I read Incel Games, I just chuckled. Cause it, the, the, the premier publisher of MMORPGs. <laughs> there you go. Like, it's such a bad name for a game company, especially an MMORPG company called Incel Games. No, I feel like, I feel like they got screwed because I think that word only became... Uh, associated with you know what it is today recently that's true as well it's it just really funny that oh yeah my, my favorite game company is incel games cringe you know what it reminds me of okay so apparently there was like this research company called isis in america mm-hmm. and they had to change their name after you know the whole terrorist thing mm-hmm. uh and it's not their fault isis used to be like the, it's, is still the goddess some egyptian, Egi- god, right? some egyptian goddess yeah uh but obviously nobody can use the name isis now uh at least for like this generation maybe maybe Eventually, they'll forget about it, but it is funny when stuff like this happens. But yeah, uh, they lost the license Guardians Ember. It was really this was like a like a Path of Exile style game, a Diablo three style game. But get this, it was like it was it was developed by Rune Waker, right? The guys that made Runes of Magic, some like some like third rate Asian company, right? And it was a buy to play game. And surprise, surprise, why would anyone pay money for an ARPG when you can play Path of Exile for free, right? Or oh, yeah. you can play mm-hmm. Diablo three if you want to pay money for it, right? It was there was no reason to pay money for Guardians of Ember. And for that reason, it never had more than like 200 players online and the player base has tanked since. But now that GameForge is picking it up, I think they're gonna make it free to play like all their other games. So they might have a chance, but even even as a free to play game, you have a game like, you have a juggernaut like Path of Exile, which is arguably the best or one of the best ARPGs out there. Yeah, I think I think Path of Exile pretty much has that market cornered. I don't see a reason. And, and here's the thing, Path of Exile is not sitting on their hands. Every three months, there's a massive update to the game. And this is an excuse for me to play that trailer again. Uh, so let me find that. So this, there, or I'll just play it from here, I guess. But yeah, Path of Exile has a new league coming out called Delve. They're basically adding an unlimited uh, cave. Every you can just go down to levels, you know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is a great feature. I think talk about some, something every MMORPG should have. You know, you're talking about um, cosmetics and everything, jump quest. Mm-hmm. What about a, what about an endless tower and just see how far you can get? Oh, I love it. That's Stuff a, like this is amazing. Yeah, yeah, and I love. Each yeah. player is interested, and you keep, every time you play, it'll be a little different as well. I think one of the the biggest like downsides to an MRPG, like the content wise, it's very stale. Like when you do a raid in, in World of Warcraft or you do a, a raid in Final Fantasy XIV, it's the same thing every time, right? It's it's really fun to learn the challenge the first time. But after you've already cleared it a couple times, it's literally the same thing over and over and over again. The only thing left to do is optimize for your DPS so you can, you know, I guess get bragging rights on like third party websites to see how much damage you did, right? But if you have endless and like varied dungeons like this where it's kind of different every single time, it, it's, it's awesome because every time you do it, it'll be a little bit different. 
I mean, more fights, whether encounters or dungeons like this, have to be based on RNG. Uh, yeah, and Blue Legend, someone mentioned, has a some kind of endless dungeon, and we did actually we we streamed that. Uh, mm-hmm. You just go up to levels. And can you imagine a game like Final Fantasy fourteen or WoW, where like you get sucked into some alternative universe by some god or something, and he makes you he makes your party fight uh, raid bosses mm-hmm. from from the beginning of the game, the first expansion, all the way to the current, and each time it gets harder and harder. And just seeing how far you know how long your party can last, that'd be cool. That'd be awesome. I, th- I think the biggest weakness, though, of MMORPG raid fights, from my experience, is how static they are. As I said, the first time you do it, they're all the same. I think fights in Final Fantasy XIV, World of Warcraft, any MMORPG should be built around some kind of RNG. Like where a boss has like a move set, right? And instead of the move set being repeated in patterns, they should just literally be more random. Like it shouldn't mm-hmm. be that like you can close your eyes and you know exactly like, at, at, at four minutes, fifteen seconds, a boss will cast. You know this attack and you'll be an aoe in this spot and it's always the same it's always the same so you can really just like close your eyes and just, just grind through it if you've done I, i've done so many fights following forth that i just literally know where to go what to do at all times because i've just done them so many times but if the fights were designed around like you know he's got this set of moves and the order he uses the moves is, is, is random or not predetermined that would keep players in their toes and make the fights more engaging and interesting every single time i know we discussed um the wow vanilla difficulty versus you know raids today and I know you mentioned your, one of your friends said something like the old raids were basically gear checks, not so much mechanics, right? Mm-hmm. But but what you just described, there's some value to that because the problem once you once you rely on mechanics for a boss fight, uh, it can be memorized very easily. Like there there are people who play Dark Souls one time and they have fun, but then you watch some of these streamers and they beat the game with like a rusty dagger without getting hit once. Yeah, of course. That's not that's a, to me that's not good game design. Uh, that's you know. All that shows you is that the game is very predictable. There's a simple way to do everything. You know, there's everything is a learnable pattern, and that's not the way I want. You know, like that's not fun for me. Like I don't want to go. Okay, it's just three seconds into the raid, you go left. Five seconds in, you go right. You can literally, like you said, you could if you could teach a blind person to play. A lot of fights are like that in RPGs. I don't like that. I'd rather just have a, a fight where, I, in my opinion, a spanking tank is better than that. Like, what is the point of? For, it's like forcing people to like uh, recite the anthem with like with, while spinning a top in their hand. Like it, it doesn't add anything to the game. Like it's just it's like a tedious uh, mechanic. Yes and no, because I think having things like that in the game, the, like, the fact that people do love Dark Souls so much to go back and beat with a rusty dagger without getting hit. Well, there are runs of Dark Souls and they don't get hit once the entire game. If they get once, they reset. Right. So there are yeah. people that love doing it. Con- and uh, it's great that you can enjoy the game that way. Right. No, it's not great. Stuff. I don't like it. I think I, it, I think it is great because uh, it gives you another way sucks. to play the game if you want. Like Final Fantasy fourteen has the Heaven on High and, and Palace of the Dead. These like hundred floor dungeons. One is two hundred, one's hundred, right? And it's meant for four players. But you can also it's, with a four player group, it's pretty easy, right? Like your average player might be will probably be able to complete it if they try hard, right? But a lot of players, not a lot, but some players try doing it solo. A dungeon made for four players to get all hundred floors done solo is actually much more difficult. And it's great to have that in the game. Because even though you're doing it in a weird way where it's not designed for one player, but to do that challenge and that challenge that exists in the game gives other players something to you know to strive for, something else to do, and they get achievement for doing it, which I think is really cool. I don't like it. I, I like I, it. It's fine to try things solo, whatever. Mix it up. But my point is, okay, imagine like, if you if you played a game like Slay the Spire or yes, I love the Slay Bindings the of Isaac. Mm-hmm. Okay, in both of these, in these like roguelike games, there's a there's an element of randomness each time you do the dungeon or each time you do a run, right? MMORPGs would benefit from having that, yeah. Exactly. So instead of relying on mechanics, they should give. Uh, there sh- should be a tool set when you go into the raid or dungeon or whatever. And you know, you, no matter how good you are, if you just get, you know, if certain things misalign that time that run, you just die, and that that's part of the experience. 
I think it'd be a much more healthy environment than just having these mechanics that are just are literally there to ensure that you have to memorize this pattern, and therefore only people who are willing to put in like twenty hours of memorizing the pattern will will do it. Like it's it's artificial difficulty, and it, it doesn't. I don't think it serves a purpose. Uh, I think it serves a purpose because it's it's just bragging rights to be able to try doing it. And I, I actually ended up doing uh, having a high solo the other day. Got the level. I got to floor seventy five, and I died there. But it took me a good like. Ooh, five hours, four hours, four or five hours to get there doing it solo, and I, I thought it was a lot of fun. What's the max? Hundred. Hundred, yeah, and obviously it gets way harder, at, like starting at seventy. So I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not gonna be able to do it. You, you just take like hundreds of hours to be able to actually learn all the mechanics and, and, and you know, do it reliably. But stuff like that, I think, is a lot of fun. But I do agree with you that we do need RNG mechanics, some roguelike elements, and MRPGs, and even old content too. I think Final Fantasy fourteen, World of Warcraft have amazing amounts of old raid content that goes underutilized. There's no reason to do old content anymore in these games. But if you can have a boss fight that kind of requires you to do random boss fights throughout the game story and it level six and item six you to those fights, so you fight them as if you know you had those limitations back when they were out, it'd be amazing. Because if it was a random set of boss fights, you couldn't really prepare for it either. Because there's so many right. boss fights in these games that you know you don't know which ones to, to prepare for. So it'd be kind of like a really cool test of skill. To do stuff like that. Yeah, how about this though? You know, like a lot of games like in Soul Calibur have this one character that has like move sets from all the characters. Yeah, there's always a fight. There's, there are characters like that in a lot of fighting. So games. imagine like uh, some kind of blob boss that the telegraphs attacks from any, from any boss in the game, and you got that would be awesome. Yeah, so stuff like that. At least it's random that way. Like if you get unlucky and you get like five or six moves in this row that just happen to be really deadly, you just you, you lose. But there should be always be a way to play around that. I think you know you get unlucky, you get like the hardest mechanics, but it should never be like a guarantee. No, it should not be impossible, people. right? But but there should be some element of randomness. You can always yeah, you should always, yeah, you should always be able to over, overcome it. Yes, I get that. Yeah. So it'd be like random, but like they would script some things into it to like prevent certain attacks from being in that order to make it impossible, right? But I, I would love to have a fight like that in, in, in Final Fantasy XIV World of Warcraft or any MRPG, really. Because stuff like that would like... The beauty of that is you design it once with all the abilities thrown in, and like every time you fight that boss, it would be different. And that's the thing lacking in a lot of MRPGs because I'm so tired of running the same... Like I have ran the same raids in Final Fantasy XIV countless times. I, actually, I looked at my FF logs and I can see how many times I killed uh, like certain bosses. I have killed uh, a boss called Chatternook like 70 times. And th those are the 70 times I upload the logs. There were plenty of runs that I probably didn't even upload my logs to the website, right? So 70 times on one boss. It's just the same thing over and over. And the boss will never do anything different. It's always the same shit. All right. Fair enough. Uh, mm -hmm. I want to quickly talk, go back to WoW for a second. All right. So, okay. So, WoW got rid of PvP servers. But they did. I think, in my opinion, they did a really great feature, and this is probably my favorite feature so far in Battle for Azeroth. So all, everyone is automatically flagged off for PvP, so you can't get killed by the opposing faction in op, in open world. But you can choose to flag yourself on, and a lot of games do this, right? An optional mm -hmm. PvP flag, but usually they give you nothing for it. Like it's literally just so you can fight people. But in WoW, yeah. you get a 10% experience boost um, for both you know mob kills and quest turn-ins. You get uh, four, I believe, four really powerful talents. Like one of my, I'm a priest. One of my AOE heals goes from being a casted spell that takes a few seconds to cast to insta cast. That's a huge difference, especially if you're fighting other players. Uh, I think that's a great feature because now if I if I if I see an opposing guy walking around and his flag is off, I can't kill him, but I, but I can feel smug in knowing that he's like a wimp who's getting less loot than me, right? Mm -hmm. So I think it's a great feature of putting PvP players and PVE players. Uh, in the same realm, because eventually I want WoW to converge and have one server for each um, region. And I think it's a good step in integrating the PvP players and the PvE players into the same game. What do you think? 
it makes sense, but it's just weird that in a game called Battle for Azeroth, where you know the Horde and Alliance are at each other's throats and killing each other, that like PvP is consensual. It just kind of you know you, you're the guy about immersion, right? Does that break your immersion that PvP is consensual in a game called Battle for Azeroth, where you're bitter enemies and you're mortal enemies on the other side, you just can't fight them? They choose not to Look, fight you. you my their, my, my their, preference their my preference would be open PvP full loot, right? But we're not going to get that. And Omar, you linked me a funny meme earlier. Uh, worth, that, that, is, that is worth sharing. I'll, look, I'll, I'll relink it in, uh, we have in the to, chat. Look, we have to realize, and you were saying this, most people are playing these games are not are casuals. They're not, they're not ready for... Um, they can't handle open PvP, right? Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, I think uh, rather than punishing PvP players, the fact that they're rewarding PvP and making it optional, right... Mm-hmm. And you can only fly, you can only turn your flag on or off in the capital, so you can't like switch on the fly. Like you can't like you can't be out grinding. Oh, I'm see the enemy coming. Let me just turn my flag off. Uh, I think this is a great, it, it's a great, it's a great compromise. I, I I I don't I don't see a different way this could go in 2018 than this. It probably is the best way to handle this because we've as this comic clearly shows, we've seen every game built on open world PvP end up with high level players just killing low level players and then basically people quitting the game and, and it, it just hasn't really worked out there are there are no examples of like open world pv games where this really succeed i think mean, the best example i think might be uh eve online right where anything goes but even that game has so many like they have areas of high security and i think most players never leave high security anyway so P- open pvp never becomes an issue for them anyway mm-hmm. right so very few games can succeed with like full loot open pvp and we've seen so many games try because a lot of people that grew up playing um Ultima Line, RuneScape, these hardcore old MRPGs, right? And they, they go on and they see all the casual games today. And they don't realize that the games are casual for a reason, you know? Despite all our bitching, we I think we, we all realize that a game is, you know, casual or super easy for a reason because most players don't want the hard content. Yeah. The only thing I really advocate for on this podcast is that I would like to have a more difficult option, like throughout leveling, throughout doing dungeons, that, you know, you can do for random rewards or achievements that you can just do the harder content. But you can't build a game around the hardcore elements like that because the player base just isn't there to support it. There just aren't that many, you know. The casual players will not play it, and the casual players are your player base. Indeed. Move online is 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 you know still still surprisingly popular. Uh, YRN thirty eight. They're still updating they that game. Up, yeah, they got an update <laughs> just this last week. They increased the level cap to like level nine hundred or something now. Nine hundred. Yes. Is that, a, the, that's uh, the highest in the game? And there are, it, 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 I, it, but a lot of these old MRPGs, I know Mu Online is one of them. I forgot this other one. Redstone is another one, right? Where you get very high level caps in the hundreds of hundreds, hundreds, right? And there are like rebirth systems or uh, prestige system where you reset back to level one. So a lot of those old games are really built around, you know, a lot of grind. That's oh, they, they got a trailer, boys. Season eight trailer. That, that, that's an old trailer because oh. they have This is the latest gameplay trailer, which is for season eight, even though this update is for season thirteen. Oh wow! This trailer is like four years old. But it's their latest. They stopped making trailers for this game because they realized they they ain't really getting new players. It's really the old players still, you know, sticking with the game. Nice. The level cap is like nine hundred something now, which is pretty nuts. I'm, I, I think there might be a prestige system in Moon Online, but I forgot. All right, I got one quick fast story. So Hots yeah. is adding Mephisto, which is like a boss in Diablo Two, like a, like a not even like the final boss. It's like a uh, Act Three boss. In Final Fantasy, in Diablo Two, and now he's a playable character in Hots. Isn't that weird? Like, I, I just I felt that Diablo being a character made kind of sense because he was like literally the named character from the series. But uh, they're adding Mephisto. It's kind of random. Right. Here, here's a quiz for you, Altai. In act in in the first act, what was the name of the boss? Oh, the the naked lady. 
the right. naked lady. Do you remember that? Because you know, like Mephisto is the third Act Three boss. Do you remember yeah. the Act One uh, and Two one? I want to say something like Azera, Azera, something with an You're A. Close. It begins with A. I think it's yeah. Andario. And uh, Andario? Yeah, Andario, something like that, right? Do you remember the second Act boss? That's Duriel, isn't it? No, that's Duriel. Yes, Bin Sami got it though, and Dario and Crunky Fish got it. I, nice. I, 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 I give myself like thirty percent credit. Okay. Eh, you got the A, so you got the first letter. It's more like ten percent credit, all right? If that. So here's the here's the quiz, guys. Do you guys think she will be a playable character one day in Hots? Uh, why not, right? If they're if they're re they're really reaching with Mephisto anyway, you know, so why not? I think you told me this that you think at the end of the day, uh, like five years from now, six years from now, maybe that Hots will be the last MOBA standing. It will defeat League of Legends and Dota. Is that what you said? I said that over a year ago, probably more, and I I maintain I stick by that. I think. For the world we live in today, 2018, the casual world we live in, HOTS is the ideal MOBA. It's the only MOBA that's going to stand. Every year from now on, I think League and Dota 2 are both going to decline in player base as HOTS slowly increases in player base. All the casuals that play HOT, uh, League and Dota 2 are going to migrate to HOTS, but the, and the other players are just going to quit MOBAs. So the only ones left that are playing MOBAs are going to be HOTS players. I mean, Smite is much smaller than uh, than Here's the Storm. I think the order is League of Legends, Dota 2, then Here's the Storm. And then Here's the Storm is surprisingly close to Dota's player base numbers. And we, we, we linked an article from Super Data Research showing the player base for all th three big MOBAs. And League, while Dota's been declining, uh, HOTS has been growing quite strongly. And I do think, like, compared to, um, like, everyone kind of made fun of League of Legends being, like, too casual, right, compared to Dota. And, and it did really well. But compared to uh, Here's the Storm, like, League is a very hardcore game. Like the base, the, the premise of Hots is is much simpler, more streamlined. I think that does have a pretty big appeal. And you know, while I do think it'll game players, I don't think it can really destroy. League is still unbelievably popular. Oh, but League is still has popular. Been players over the years, so what else? Right. Hots, yeah, it has been gaming players. I think um, you know, the, watching Dota evolve to League, evolve to Hots, and watching MMORPGs evolve really makes me feel old because I remember. Uh, when, when Omar and I first played World of Warcraft, the beta, we're like, oh, let's try this new game. The first thing we both thought, I think, was this is very casual. Like, it's very easy. Like, you don't lose experience when you die. You did an mm -hmm. EverQuest. You don't lose any gear when you die. In Ultima Online, you dropped everything. Uh, PvP servers are an option, whereas, in, you know, in Dayok and stuff, that wasn't an option. If you, if you were in the high-level zones that were contested in Dayok, you could just be killed. Like, there wasn't... Yeah. It wasn't like, it wasn't like a choice, you know? Like... So when when we played WoW the first time, we thought this was very this was a step down in terms of like hardcoreness. But today, when people are talking about vanilla and like they're excited about to go back to the hardcore WoW experience, like it's funny that w how much the window has shifted. Where now what was super casual becomes hardcore, and and the, today's games are so much more casual. And the same thing with uh, Hots. When Dota, when I was playing Dota, and League came out, my first thought was this is so casual. This is you know you can't lose gold when you die. There's no it was much more casual. You don't need yeah. a you need a curry to, to to protect. Um, the number of gameplay options was much more limited because in Dota you can like mind control neutral creeps you can do all these weird mechanics uh, and now HOTS is just like shared gold shared experience there's no gold is there? there's no gold in no, there's, there's no gold there's, there's no gold experience. there's not even there's, you can't buy any items there's shared experience um, so who knows what's next after this like I think kids like are going to just put on like a headset and then they're going to drool <laughs> that's, that's, play itself, that's right? gameplay <laughs> You know? no, and the thing is too, you don't, you don't even like get abilities every level in Hots. You know, every every there's every like few levels you can choose a talent, right? That's it. So sometimes you level up and you get nothing. You level up three times, you get nothing. You know, it's just every X number of levels you, you unlock a talent. You have all your abilities available level one besides your ultimate. So it is much more casual. And it's pretty funny you mentioned that when, when we played WoW for the first time, we did think it was more casual because Alta and I grew up playing Ultima Online, 
And if you play, if you, I'm sure old school RuneScape 2 is also very hardcore. I mean, compared to that, WoW is not hardcore really at all, the way you know old school RuneScape was, or a lot of you know, Ultima Online. So the games have gotten much more casual, and it's not just World of Warcraft too. I mean, literally every single game I know of, like I, I played Dark Age of Camelot, like within the last year, and it was it's, it's it keeps getting more casual. It keeps getting easier to level up. I mean, MapleStory Big Bang made the game infinitely more casual and much easier. Every single MMORPG has over the years gotten more and more casual and much much easier over the years and we're seeing that with mobiles as well and we've seen that the games that go more casual end up getting more successful so i could foresee one day hots could you know maintain could take away players from league and dota it could happen it's not it's not outside the realm of possibility oh it's happening baby i'm calling it and i uh, do you remember in maple story like you were saying in big pretty big bang i remember when you were like in your mid like 30 level 30 40 50 if you died in Maple Story, your heart just sank because you you just lost like an hour of time at least, right? Of grind, if not more. Yeah, more, you lost yeah. like yeah, you lost a percentage of your of your XP. Yeah, and it was it was the worst feeling in the world because like okay, guys, I got I got to go back to grinding for like two full hours to make up for what I just lost. Yeah. And if you died at like level one fifty, like level one hundred, forget it. You just lost like two days worth of grind. It's insane the amount of XP that you lost back then. Yep, and I, and I remember like playing Maple Story more recently. You like level every two seconds. And if you die, I, I don't even notice when I die. Like, I don't even look at my experience because it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's 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 quite a bit different from the old, old school days. There's that last server, Maple Story, which we probably should. Oof, we got to do we got to do a Friday video for uh, Lab Maple Story uh, next week. It'll be on the thirty first. I think it'll still be open by then too. So we can maybe do a Grand Fest Friday video because I do want to play that. It's just mm-hmm. I've been playing Final Fantasy fourteen and World of Warcraft lately. But it's with the with the custom rule set where if you die, you have permadeath, where you reset back to level ten rather, which could be pretty fun. All right, here's a question to end on. Do you think the gun control people are just trying to make life PvE only? Ooh. <laughs> you know, like... That's maybe. Good. good point. All those people <laughs> trying to take away our guns and add more gun laws, they want to pussify real life. They want to make real life more casual. Yeah, right? I, I want the option of open PvP once in a while. Like, I'm at the store, I bump into somebody, they pull out their gun, bam, that's it. Start over. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's like guards and shit too. Like, well, the guards will punish you if they catch you, but like, I want the option, all right? Yeah, you got... You got just, in case you need it, you know? It just mm-hmm. makes things a little more spicy. There you go, guys. Gun control people are just trying to make life more casual, all right? Yeah, if you're PvP's- a hardcore player, you vote no on gun control, all right? PV server equals Syria. Full loot. Permadeath. Oh, I know it felt that'd be nice. Real PvPers in the Middle East. Uh, that, that, that's like zero security in EVE Online. <laughs> Spicy. Oh, one more big story that we should cover. So this mm-hmm. week is uh, Gamescom, a convention in old Cologne, Germany. And Ashes of Creation is going to be there. And they actually have some uh, updates. Alpha 1 starts next month. And, okay, so here's a cool thing about Alpha 1. One, they're really ambitious. I didn't think... I want to see this. They're going to have 100-player um, open-world battlegrounds and 200-player castle sieges. Both will be playable in Alpha 1 next month. Mm-hmm. That's impressive. If they, I see how that goes, and they're also going to. They said they're not going to have daily quest. So daily quest is one of those things that I think I don't know who who introduced it. Was it WoW? It might be WoW. I don't remember. But dailies are now like a huge staple in so many MMORPGs. Like you have like a a checklist when you log in. You know, like okay, I got to log in for like an hour or two and just do these three things, five things. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know how I feel about them. I don't, I don't like them. But they're just they're part of everything. And Blizzard is really hardcore with dailies. Like Hot has dailies, Hearthstone has dailies. Diablo has dailies. Everything has dailies. What do you think about that? Do you like dailies more? 
Uh, it gives it gives you something to do, like some kind of reward for coming in. But like, if uh, they don't hurt, I I I'd rather have them than not have them. Really, it gives you a reason to do something in a game. I'd rather they make a reason. While to you while in. you wait for other things to do, while you wait for new content to do, I I I, I like that they're there. No, I don't. Like, like for them. example, like uh, not really a daily, but Final Fantasy fourteen has something like um. You, you get like this like bingo board or something, right? And I forgot the exact name because I never actually did it. But you get like this bingo board. And in order to get peace on the bingo board, you have to like do old content, right? And the old content you have to do to get peace on the bingo board are um, like randomized too. So it's not always the same old content you do. And you can only do this once a week. And if you get like a certain bingo, if you get a certain bingo, you get like a really rare item where like 20 million gil in the game, which is you know, a good chunk of change. So it, it gives you a way to like experience old content, interact with the game in a way that you otherwise wouldn't do. Because beyond that, there's really no reason to do uh, old content like that. Okay, but what about this? What if the old content was actually good, and then that's that's the reason well, to do it? Well, the thing is, old content is good. The problem is, you you don't there's there's no reason to do old content when you're if you can sink yourself to the old content level. So if you're doing heaven's word content, you can you can do it at level sixty, right, with an item okay. cap sink. Sure. So your items get weaker and your level gets weaker, and then it's it's actually challenging and fun. But there's no reason to do that because you can just do it with uh, level but seventy gear. Can't the fact that it's challenging and fun be the reason? Like, why do you why do people play? Why do you, why are you playing Mega Man recently? You're playing it because it's challenging and fun. Oh yeah, I, I, I did. I was playing some so, uh, Mega Man. Mega Man. So why can't the why can't the content be challenging and fun? And why can't that be the reason? It should be, and it is for some people, right? But I think, I think if the the, the things I think if they added some optional content like that required you to do it with the level sync. Players would find a way to have fun doing it because I do think for a lot of people, like what seems like not fun at first and can end up being fun. So then instead of dailies, then what if they did this? To do the old content, you're automatically leveled down. You cannot do it at level 70. It's impossible. It won't let that you. That would be fun. That so would be I fun would... then. Or have two versions of it, right? No, 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 don't have two versions. No, one, you no, cannot no, you do to... You have to desync down. If you can't you clear it and you suck too much, to the no. They can, they, they can do the current content. That's easy. No, but have both and give better rewards wait, maybe for wait, the more it, challenging ones. If those casuals would not be playing it otherwise, what they're not losing anything, what, right? What, but no, they get pissed off because like, why? Why are you making content for the top one percent? You know, it's already there. I'm making it. It's already there for the casuals, and you want to take it away from them. Oh, I, I guess maybe I see what you're saying. It's, it's too late to go back now. But imagine sure. de leveling. Imagine initially, you could never go into a dungeon at a level that was higher than what it was intended for. Right, it always deep level deal. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. They should. I mean, they're, yeah. they're doing that with the ultimate content, where you can never do the ultimate content with like over leveled gear. Were, you can't do them in easy mode. There's only a hard mode for the ultimate content. Okay, that's good. I, I, I get what you mean. It's hard to ratchet it back now, but yeah. hopefully going forward, they always. And I think I hope WoW does that too. Like the way WoW works now is like you said, all the monsters are, gear, are your level, right? So mm -hmm. I hope in the future, future expansions, when I walk into like the this current raid that we're doing, like this current dungeon in Battle for Azeroth. And like level one fifty or whatever in the future. I hope it scales, so it's still challenging. So Altai, look at this video. It's a level eighty protection paladin solos Elegon uh, by himself. Pretty silly. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that. Yeah, this is this is pretty. He hits like a truck. It's pretty. It's pretty silly. But uh, I would love Final Fantasy to give you a reason to do that content. Uh, you know, where you you're, you're doing un you know unsynced level, so it becomes harder. Like the, the, this last week, I actually played Mega Man X three. Right, the Mega Man I played probably the least of right of the X one, two, and three series. And I, I play with a very weird challenge, right? So I would actually try beating levels without getting hit once. Both the level and the boss. So some levels were doable, right? And if, if I ever got hit, I would just hit my quick load button to the back of the first part of the stage, right? And then I would just try beating level that way. And when, once I got to the boss, I have another quick save. That's my only cheat. When, I, when you get to the boss, I would quick save at the boss. So if I get hit, I can restart the boss. You did this? Like for, oh yeah, for God. like an hour, I just did this. and playing uh, the boss, some of the bosses in Mega Man X3. If you get hit, you got to restart. Too bad, you know? And then some of the bosses were really easy, other ones were really hard, but it was it was 
it was really fun. I don't know. I guess maybe not many people probably like doing stuff like that, no, but I found I like it, it to be oddly satisfying. The challenge in and in of itself was fun. I I was never, never I'm not a fan of the whole speedrunning uh uh concept. Concept? Yeah. Why? I, I think it's a lot of fun. I think it's a lot of fun if there were only like 10 games ever in the world. But with so much stuff to do in this life, right? Like you know, we have uh you're going to live like to be 80, right? There's yeah. so many games to play, so many movies to watch, so many books to read, so many places to visit, so many like so much things, so much food to eat, porn to watch, whatever. Like there you go. I just can't like I can't uh I don't see the point of playing one game for like 10 years to a point where that's all I'm doing every day. Like, you I, gotta be the best at that game, all right? Look, I, I, it's a big thing. I, I, I'm clearly wrong on this. You know, there's clearly a lot of people that have a career and joy and, and and passion out of these. Yeah, it totally makes sense. I just can't get in that mindset. Uh, but then again, how many games do you have today that are as good as Mega Man X? I'll die. How many games are as good as Mega Man X? Not that many. No, Mega Man X is a great game. It's, I still maintain it's one of the best games. Yeah, it's, right it's one of the best games. You should speed run me in Mega Man X. Do you think you can beat me? I, mean, since I haven't really practiced it that much. I've I, I, I sped run the first like level. That was it. We we played that once a while back. I don't remember who won, but I'm I'm down to, I'm down to play it. We should definitely do a speed run for Mega Man X sometime. Just you and me for fun. See who wins. Sure, I'm down. Right. I'm, I'm I'm down to stream it too. Uh, I think I'll, I'll, I'll I think I'll at least hold my own. Yeah, you probably will. I mean, again, I you know I, I I've probably only beaten the whole game a couple times. Mm-hmm. But it should be fun. What's anyway, uh, I think with that, we should we should go to the post game. Okay, we'll discuss the rules in the post game. All right, guys, thanks for watching. Sadly, we're going to miss Grand Fest Friday this week, but we'll be back next week. So, yeah. Take care. Take care, guys. Take care for YouTube.